And we're recording. Nice. It's good that we're recording. You'll see us in and sexy that was. <laughs> Bad Boys 2 Geek Pants Camcast. A long time coming. I hope I remember the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. We watched it right before we were going to talk about it. It's probably long since we watched the the third already. I mean, (laughs) I should have rewatched both of them, but I thought, ah, I'll be fine. Be good. We'll be good. I got my phone here. I pulled up the cast list at least. Maybe that'll generate some memories while we're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, because well, the nice part is, like, overall, I still really enjoyed the movie. Bad Boys Two is too long. That's my problem. Yes. That's it's my problem too. Way They're... too long. And it's too long because Michael Bay was so full of his own shit by this point. He was yeah. just doing fucking slow-mo, humongous shots that lasted way too long as it is. Yeah. yeah and because exactly. of that, you get this overblown, just almost two and a half hour fucking movie that should not be that long. I know. Like I, I saw no reason why it couldn't be a two hour movie. And that's that. Yeah. Like that's I why I loved for life because for life was edited to the perfect length. Like it was just like the first movie again. Well, and I was just about to say, like, I have no issues with a movie that's like two and a half hours long or three hours long, as long as it doesn't feel like it. Right. Like, uh, like Lord of the Rings, for instance, didn't feel like a three hour movie. No, no, because they have even a story though, that continues and it's just... Exactly, but even though like a large part of all three of those movies is walking, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's Death Stranding live action, but it's still just like, <laughs> but it never felt like, oh my God, like this, this is a three hour fucking movie, you know, yeah. or like, uh, well, like Endgame was a three hour movie. Yeah. I didn't, I, at no point in time... Was once I, did it feel like three hours to me. Is the movie over yet? You know, there's so much story in it. It continues at such a great pace. The problem with Bad Boys Two, and I don't get me wrong, I do enjoy Bad Boys Two because I love all the cast, everyone involved in it. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's friggin' Bay's ego and it's style over substance, and because of that, it's just yeah. It, I, I and the I get bored. I literally get, get bored while watching it. The stuff that we did get was. Uh, was yeah it was very by the numbers so it was like uh like the man i just drew a blank on mark lawrence's character name <laughs> oh marcus burnett it is marcus okay i was thinking marcus is it marcus marcus yeah. and mike yeah yeah it's mike lowry and marcus so uh, the subplot with marcus uh wanting to retire and, and not partner with with Mike Lowry anymore was like, okay, all right. That's, you know, it was a generic uh, subplot, but I was like, okay, all right, I can handle that. But then they tacked on the fact that Mike Lowry was dating his sister mm-hmm. behind his back. And then I was like, and I, and I love Gabrielle Union. Oh, me too. I've always she's, been she's awesome. She's I've beautiful. Saw- I like, I really want to watch her, her, her spinoff show from this, but I haven't yet. She had a spinoff show of this? Yeah, it actually just started last fall. It's called uh, L.A.'s Finest. It's her and Jessica Alba. But she's playing this character. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's kind of neat. Um, but it was a generic subplot tacked on. 
to mm-hmm. a generic subplot. And I was just like, oh, okay. And then of course you have the, the plot of the untouchable Mexican drug dealer. Oh, I know. Which I remember I, I liked him the first time I watched this, but when I rewatched this, I was like, and it's not that he's a bad actor or anything like that. He was just given a shitty role. Yeah. What was he? Johnny, Johnny Tappy or something like that. Yeah. Johnny Tappy. And uh, it was one of those where everyone that's in the movie is really good. It's just the movie itself isn't. Yeah. You know, know? Peter Stormare in there, the always playing a bad guy. Always great at playing a bad guy. Um, I, I just, this Tapia guy was just so generic and, and one note foreign bad guy to me that I was just like, why didn't they just get Stormare? Except to play when the he was talking guy? with his daughter. Like when he was with his daughter, any scene with his daughter, I was like, see, this is great. Yes. And everything else wasn't. And I was just like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> um, you know, and then so you had like generic subplot where, you knew at some point before the end of the movie, Mike was going to find out that Marcus didn't want to partner with him anymore. Mm-hmm. So then you knew that there was going to be that generic BS sort of like, fine, we won't be partners anymore. But then of course they have to come together because when Marcus finds out that they're dating behind his back and he's just like, ah, you're a piece of shit. No, it's funny is that or or the sister gets captured and they have to join together again one last time, ride or die. I was like, ah, funny you're talking about that, about them arguing and fighting, breaking up and everything. I I invited before we decided to watch Bad Boys for Life together. I invited my dad to go watch it with me. He was like, I'll just watch it on video. I was like, why? He goes, because they always just fight and argue. (laughs) And then after I watched for life and I told him how great it was, he was like, did they fight and argue? I'm like, yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. He goes, he goes, it's just, I don't, <laughs> it's funny. I don't know, like, but it, it was funny because, like, yeah, like, yeah, they, they fought and they argued in the first one, but I had no issues with it because, like, they were partners for so long. Uh, and this was like, like you said, like, this is before Michael Bay was Michael Bay, and you could see yeah. it. They and you can see it like now knowing he's directed it and go, I think it's a Michael Bay movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. So like there was none of these excesses that he was partial to. Cause like, like I, even when I said in like in the bad boys one, there was the, I didn't like the flip subplot where they, they were each other. So like Marcus was Mike pretending to be Mike Lowry and Mike was living Marcus's life type of things. So they had that like really shitty, like, are you sleeping with my wife bullshit? And I was like, God, so dumb. It's so dumb. (laughs) But other than that, I was like, everything else about the movie is great. Right. Yeah. It was one of those where like, it was so good that it outweighed that one sort of negative thing where, uh, it was kind of like uh, Invisible Man. So we watched Invisible Man last night and, I, and Michelle and I both were kind of saying there was a couple of dumb things that they were doing at the beginning of the movie. But by the end of the movie, I was like, it was so good that it ne- didn't necessarily erase that. But I was like, I wasn't going to sit there and go like, yeah, but these parts here wrecked it for me. It was just one of those where I was, it was so good that I was able to kind of shut that off and go, yeah, but man, it was such a good movie. That's a great movie. I can't wait till we talk about that one because it, that movie just, I, I figured it was going to be good because Lee Winnell 
I, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's the co-creator with uh, James Wan on Saw. He did. Oh. All, he wrote. He wrote all of James Wan's movies for for the longest time before James Wan got into Conjuring and, and Aquaman and all that. Okay. But he started directing on his own. He did one of the Insidious movies. He writes all those. He did one of those, and it was great. The way he directed it was great. I was like, oh wow, because James Wan did the first two, and then Wanell did the third. I was like, wow. But he also did Upgrade. Have you seen Upgrade? Oh, okay. See, now actually- Upgrade blew me the fuck away, and I was just like. Wow, is this what he can do without James Wan around? Because okay, because I more. was inspired by Upgrade too. Like, I can't wait till we do a cam cast. Yeah, so we'll do Invisible Man and Upgrade eventually. But I mean, like, yeah. So him after Invisible Man, I'm just I'm very excited for his. Yeah, his, okay, his that makes sense. But uh, anyway, without getting uh, too off topic, because of course, upcoming cam casts will include Invisible Man. Yes, and not so not so aged well, Hollow Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think it was that aged that well when it came out, but you know what's funny? Because I remember really liking it when it came out, and then I rewatched it, and I was just like, "Oh, oof!" I, anyway. I have I've only watched it once, so me rewatching that before we talk about it is going to be like, and I wasn't Possibly. really fond of it when it came out. So. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you uh, flat out right now because I have rewatched it recently. I'm not looking forward to rewatching it. Because it'll be it'll be a pain to get through, especially because Invisible Man was so good. Yeah. Like, ugh. But anyway, uh, so with Bad Boys 2, like I said, like it's it's a shame because like everyone is so good in it, and they do really try their best to elevate such a shitty generic script. Because like the the bad guy, I can't remember his name in, in real life, but he was the main bad guy in Jack Ryan season two. Okay. I still haven't watched season two, actually. You got to watch it. You got to yeah. watch it. I, uh, I realized when I was watching it the first time, I was like, ah, it's a bit more like, like they're treating him more like Jason Bourne. But I forget, I forgot completely that he was a, a military guy before he was an analyst. So he would be able to do not necessarily born style uh, missions, but he would be able to handle a gun and he would be a bit of an ass kicker. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but yeah, I, if you like season one, you'll like season two. I'm, I love season one. I can't wait to watch it. I've been watching John Krasinski's some good news on YouTube every week. Have you? I watched the first one with Michelle. I haven't seen uh, it, it since, but I, I want to check it out just because it, it looks like a lot of fun. His first episode was just so much fun. And as a humongous Office fan, I, I was loving every second of it. Yeah, like Michelle's a huge Office fan. I'm a big Office fan, but I'm not a huge Office fan. Like I will say, I'm more of a, a Brooklyn Nine-Nine guy. Oh yeah, I love Brooklyn Nine Nine too. But I, The Office is that's a show that I could put on every night and never, ever, ever get sick of it. That's how I am with, strangely enough, Archer and Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, so. Archer I could have in the background all day long. Yeah, just I, I love it. So like episode two is really funny. Like it's funny and it's crazy okay. when he pulls off on that episode. But now number three just came out. Anyways. Nevertheless, it's really good shit to watch during these crappy times. It does make you feel good. But getting back to this movie about murderers and drugs. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I always go back to the, the scene where uh, Marcus accidentally ingests the ecstasy. Okay. 
And I always like, cause we talked about how it was overly long and stuff like that. And I always go like, well, that whole sequence could have been shortened. It could have been shortened. It could have been cut. The only good thing about it that I fully enjoy is that it really lets uh, Joe Pantano's character, the, the captain, it shows him at home and you get a better yeah. sense of who he is outside of work. I love that character with a passion. Yeah, I, I thought that actor with a passion. I know me too. Like he's, I mean, he's one of those guys where he shows up and I and I perk up and I go, oh, okay. Like yeah. I remember the first time I watched. Uh, actually, the only time I've watched Memento, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I perked up with uh, Joe Pantoliano and Carrie Ann Moss. I was yeah. immediately like, oh, okay, all right, because the like Matrix reunion. <laughs> <laughs> because like I was unfamiliar with Guy Pierce's work, uh, and I was completely unfamiliar with uh, Christopher Nolan. This was the first movie I'd ever seen by him, and and you were like, "You got to watch this." So I watched it with you, and I remember being like, "Okay, all right, this guy is good." Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, if, I think if it wasn't for Joe Pantoliano, I probably would have been like, "I don't know if I want to continue watching this movie," <laughs> <laughs> right? But uh, yeah. but anyway, yeah, so. That part I thought was really good, but that whole sequence was like I said too long. Like, it was, they too had long. To get it was yeah. Any joke in there? They had to get all that like, uh, you know, grossness of being in the morgue and stuff. Like I, I understand that they had to show that scene to show how he was getting the drugs in, which uh, you know made sense. And I was like, that's really smart. But that whole sequence was played for a longer laugh than it needed to be. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even that funny, in my opinion. Like, I mean, and I, I like Martin Lawrence. In fact, uh, his stand-up is crazy. <laughs> it's it's different. It's definitely yeah. different. But I'm a big fan of him in general. And I always, like, I root for him. I don't want anything bad to happen to him. So I'm like, I'm pulling for him. It's like Tracy Morgan. Like, I'm pulling for him. I'm like, come on. Like, just, you know, you guys got this, right? So, yeah. but it was just one of those where I was like, ah, you could have cut parts of that down. It didn't need to be like, it felt like it was on for half an hour. (laughs) Well, that's the thing though. Like all the scenes of the movie feel like they take so long. The opening with the Ku Klux uh, Klux Klan, that that whole opening is so long. Like, and it doesn't (laughs) even feel like bad boys until they take off their masks and then there they are by like. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It just, it feels, it's a very strange feeling movie to me. It's, it, it feels like Bruckheimer said, let's do it this way. And then Michael Bay just said, no to everything he wanted to do yeah i have to agree like it uh they had too much power on that movie yeah and that's that's actually the movie where i started slowly not liking bay as much anymore because i love bay in the 90s i can watch his 90 movies all day long well yeah like i have to agree because i remember when uh and we talked about this in uh the campcast for bad boys one right i was like I forgot how good he could be because yeah. that was such a good movie. But that was him as a young filmmaker who had reins on him. He had producers. It. He had Bruckheimer. Bruckheimer did all his movies in the nineties. He had Bruckheimer going, we're going to do Bruckheimer this. Bruckheimer was the lead hand there. So he was able to say, no, 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 no. We're going to cut this or tone this down or whatever without any pushback. Because like, what was Bay going to say? This is his first movie, yeah. right? And they gave him a big budget for this movie. So, and he was with Will Smith and, and Martin Lawrence. So it was just like, yeah, I'll listen to whatever. Like what was he doing before Bad Boys? Like music videos, and did he, he didn't even do porn. 
Did I hear something like Michael Bay did porn once? Like he used to do porn? I don't know. I, I don't I don't remember hearing that. Uh, although, I mean, wouldn't surprise me. I think it was music videos that he did. A different kind of explosion. <laughs> gross. That's gross. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you're enjoying that. I'll let you enjoy that one. Thank you. Thank you for letting me have that one. I'm actually, I'm, 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 I don't know. Googling this might be an awful idea. Michael Bay porn. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Uh, you know what? Maybe I'll just Wikipedia him instead. I don't want to chance what's going to come up with that. <laughs> uh, another part that I thought was really, really long was the end sequence. The end is very long. Everything in the movie feels like it feels like it's just a short amount of like scenes and everything, but they all take very long to happen. Yeah, I actually, I'll, I'll agree with that assessment. It, do, it takes a really long time getting through what shouldn't take that long. <laughs> Like, I remember reading an article about uh, real spies critique movies, right? So mm-hmm. this, a couple of, a handful of real spies critiquing uh, Fallout in particular. And they were like, for the most part, the way they go about the missions is pretty close to being uh, real, ex- except for the fantastical nature of it, just in a shorter amount of time. So like these missions would take longer because of all the prep work, right? Like you would have two to three months to figure out patterns of these people and, and get all this intel on, you know, the uh, fortress and the security systems and the people and everything like that. So like four to six months to get that intel and then another like four to six months to get all the approvals and permissions and stuff like that to actually even to attempt the mission so like within about a year before you get to that point right mm-hmm. but other than that they were like yeah you know like for the most part it's just a condensed thing whereas like this movie it feels like it should have been condensed and they just went yeah we'll just stretch everything out just everything's got to come out and you're like oh yeah. i it, it needed way tighter editing it's Oh yeah, uh, sure. I guess no. Michael Bay never did porn. I guess just the way he shoots women seems kind of porny at times. Um, he is a dirty old man, though. He, he actually started out as George Lucas's intern. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. interesting. I had no idea. Um, yeah. How about young Michael Shannon in this? That threw me off. I forgot all about when I watched like, this originally. Oh, I never knew who Michael Shannon was. So to watch it, rewatch it now, and see Michael Shannon, and go, oh. Wow. Yeah, that was a legit surprise to me too. I saw the credits and I was like, what? He's in this movie? And I was like, really? And then of course, like in the opening sequence, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, he is in this scene. Yeah. Uh, Henry Rollins also. Right, yeah, that's yeah. right. Doing his best Henry Rollins impression of a DEA guy. Good old Henry Rollins. I actually just saw him in, uh, I watched Johnny Mnemonic a few nights ago. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that since it came out. So I was like, yeah. ah. Obviously, the CGI has not aged well, but... Yeah, but, like, even still, it's still a really good movie. It is a really good movie. I actually I, I actually really enjoy it. I've seen yeah. Dolph Lundgren and Keanu Reeves fighting each other. That's that's awesome. It's something you wouldn't see today. Yeah. Um, uh, you never know. Maybe in John Wick 5 or 8. Maybe. <laughs> um, I don't know. Bad Boys 2... And another thing too, like in the first and the third, they 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 feel like cops. And this it feels like they're they're up against unstoppable. They're doing like FBI CIA stuff in this. Yeah, 
It doesn't feel yeah. like they're police in this movie. No, it doesn't. And uh, very much like uh, superhero aspects to this. Absolutely. Where like in the first one, yeah, they they were top cops and you could see they were top cops. Yep. Uh, but they still felt human. Exactly. You know what I mean? Whereas in this one, I uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they were bulletproof. <laughs> yeah, no, this one, they, they definitely go the John McLean on a, on a fighter jet style. Route. Yeah, very They're much like, so. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> when did you become a superhero? <laughs> That's still, uh, that was the turning point for me with Bruce Willis or John McLean as a character when he was sliding off the wing of a jet <laughs> fighter. And I went, what the fuck? fuck happened never mind that he he beat the shit out of a, a martial artist woman uh yeah. like beat the shit out of her too like there was no like he got lucky type of thing um i was like what is happening <laughs> uh, but yeah so uh, overall it is a movie it is a movie <laughs> it is a movie uh it is a well-acted movie that's about it that's really all i it, it's all I- yeah, I mean, it was nice. It, it was basically, it was a nice to see Will Smith and Martin Lawrence together again because this was, what, 2001 or two or something? It was a good eight years or so after the first. Yeah, something like that. So it was good it was in that sense to see them together. And we got to see this in the theater because we were old enough by then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I rewatched it again. And I remember the first time I watched this, I felt disappointment. And I rewatched it now after watching mm-hmm. the first, I was just like, Still disappointing. Well, because like you, you spend uh, the first twenty minutes to half an hour of this movie kind of going like, ah, yeah. You get that nostalgia hit where you're like, yeah, all right, we get to revisit these characters, and then uh, you get hit with your first like lame subplot where you know uh, Marcus is like Zen and he doesn't want to do all that violence shit that uh, Mike can't help but do, and you're like okay all right like i guess we can get through this uh and then you get hit with the second subplot of uh, mike dating marcus's sister and you're like ah, okay all right and then of course you get hit with the the drug dealer subplot which isn't anything new either and you're just like okay so you spend the next two hours try, like wanting to like the movie and realizing that you can't <laughs> and you're going like I waited eight years, seven eight years for this, and this is what I got. Like, okay, all right, yeah. thanks. Yeah. But yeah, like like you said, like for me, it is one of those where it just felt like you got through it. <laughs> it yeah. Didn't, didn't yeah. feel like oh wow. You were it like, shouldn't feel like a chore to watch this, and it does. It feels yeah. like it's 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 one of those sequels where. And a lot of franchises have those sequels where you're like, oh, here we go. If I'm watching them in order, we know Mission Impossible definitely has those sequels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, it definitely does. Um, but now, now, honestly, I feel like I'll probably just watch one and three all the time. And I Yeah, that's where I'm at, I too. I have no reason to watch two. Unless, yeah. in, unless the fourth happens and there's a character or something from the fourth that happened in the second. And I feel like I need to watch the second to get into that. You know, and even then, I don't know if I'll do it. <laughs> and then even then, I like, have a good enough memory where I can remember what happened in the second. I don't need to rewatch. You know, like if they reintroduce uh, Marcus's sister, then uh, which I can't remember her name. I know it's Gabriel Union, but uh, was it Sydney? 
Yeah, that's right. Okay. No, wait, was it? Was it yeah, Sydney, it was, Sydney Sydney. Burnett? Yeah. And, okay. uh, but even then I would just kind of go, oh yeah, but as long as they recast, like they cast Gabrielle Union again, then okay, fine. <laughs> I'm okay. I don't need to, you know, I'm good. Yeah, it's just, it's a bummer to me. It's a bummer. I feel like if, if they cut 20 minutes minimum off of this movie, it would have been a solid, tight, awesome sequel. Yeah, and especially like they made such a big deal about the the dating subplot so then when you watch number 3, they don't even mention it. <laughs> I right? I mean, sure it's like what? Fuck. They it's they like sweep later. it under the rug of him like can't settling down type of thing and you're like Oh, they, oh, they briefly touch on it the third. He says, even when you were dating my sister or something oh, that's like that. That's right. That's like, right. That's very right. briefly. But I mean. I don't know. I'm, I'm Yeah. I I don't know. So overall, yeah. Bad Boys 1 is definitely better than 2. Oh, 100%. In fact, like, uh, I, it's kind of hard for me to, to edge out. Like, I would say I would edge out. I want to edge out Bad Boys 1 just because, you know, it was the first movie and it set the template. But. I'm kind of leaning more towards Bad Boys 3 as being the best of the best, but yeah. it's really close. I think it would just come down to mood, really. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough call. I know I'm the same way. It kind of edges back and forth. I mean, we'll talk that, about that more when we talk yeah. for life, but it's just the, the, the main thing here is what one and number one and three are like this and number two is way the fuck off the screen <laughs> yeah like it's really it's there for me like it's down there in that pit where uh where mission impossible 2 is hanging out <laughs> and mission impossible 3 is kind of getting closer to that pit actually because i rewatched yeah. three recently and i was like three is stuff, stuff is three really is good but hmm? three is hard for me yeah like I mean, two I, two I can watch and I can enjoy because it's so stupid. And I got that nostalgia factor to it. Like, I watched it in high school with my buddies. I, I got good memories attached. Three is just, I watched three and it's just like, whew. Yeah. Whenever you watched it, three recently, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it it's still like, has, that, it has that TV episode feel to me. Yeah. Uh, the stuff they did with Ethan and wanting to have a life type of thing is more interesting now. But everything now, else around yeah. it, I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. It's very much like a TV movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like good old J.J. Abrams. <laughs> good old Ab- Abrams is better now. I mean, that was his first movie. I'll give him, I, and he was coming right off of TV. So yeah, yeah. I so I'll, I'll give props for that. But definitely like, pick things up more with Star Trek and Super Eight and and Star Wars. Yeah, but. yeah, exactly. So. So yeah. So congratulations, Bad Boys Two. You're with Mission Impossible Two is two of my least favorite movies in a franchise. Just going to stop scared, stop watching the second movie in all franchises. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, oh, no, no, because then I wouldn't watch Winter Soldier. Well, that's another one. Dark Knight. Dark Amazing. Knight. You know? Yeah, there's Avengers some two. out there. Just there's kidding. Some. Avengers 2 is not that good. <laughs> yeah, Age of Ultron. <laughs> yeah, that falls, in, that falls into the Curse of 2. <laughs> yeah, it does fall into the Curse of 2. Like it's, But it, the, that one there is just because I think part of it is you want it to be so much better. Yeah. Especially because you have Ultron and, you know, the comic book version of Ultron is like fucking scary. Yeah, horrifying. And in this, they went full on like Mandarin style and just wrote it. It's not even Mandarin style. It's just you got James Bader doing his impression of Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh. uh, it was anyway, disappointing. Anyways, 
that was Bad Boys 2. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Comment down below. Let us know what you think. You can see us on YouTube right here. You follow us on Facebook, Twitter. I'm brain farted now. Instagram. There's the other one. There it is. Media.com. And then, yeah, you can, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Boom, boom, bang, bang. That's right. <laughs>